Hi, and welcome to Chrysalis, a podcast about spirituality, transformation, and moving toward love. I am Kristen. Did I say that already? This is my first podcast. I think you'll be able to tell. I don't, I am, uh, I think this is my third time trying to record this, and it probably won't be my last, but nonetheless, here we are. So I created this podcast uh, primarily for selfish reasons, to be completely honest. I have been looking for an outlet for self-expression for a long time and a place just to talk about all the stuff that I really love. And most of that is spirituality and people might call it woo-woo spirituality. And I don't really care what you call it. I don't even have a name for uh, my spirituality, but I would like a place to feel comfortable talking about it. And I don't really have too many people in my life that I can be completely open with about my spirituality and my beliefs um, and even what I've been through and my experiences in life. So if you want to hang out and listen to me talk to myself about spirituality, I would love it. I would love to have you join me. I'd like to start by just giving some background about who I am and why I'm here and what I have to share and then tell you a little bit about what I'd like this podcast to become. I have given myself six months to commit to doing this podcast. I have tried a couple other different uh, modes of sharing what I have to share, and they haven't quite worked out. I tried an Instagram social media account I am just not made for social media. And then I tried a YouTube. No, it wasn't a YouTube channel. It was like a Facebook channel just for people that I know who might be interested in spirituality. And I created videos. But it was so distracting to have to look at myself. I hate being on camera. So anyway, we're doing the podcast. I'm going to try it out. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited about it. I feel like there's a good chance I'll like this medium if I don't listen to myself back. <laughs> I am really critical of myself, so I'm proud of myself for being here and for giving it a try. Okay, so let me tell you about myself. Like I said, my name is Kristen. I am 38 years old. I am a Virgo sun, Scorpio moon, Cancer rising. And we can talk all about astrology because I really love astrology. But anyway, that's really not why I'm here primarily. Um, why am I here? Okay, so my background, I had a really normal childhood. It was a happy childhood. I was a really happy kid. I was a really confident kid. I was really excited about my future and where I was going and becoming an adult and all of the things that I had to look forward to. I did not come from trauma. My parents are still married today. And so in my 20s, my early 20s, right after college, and I had a little blip in high school, but really right after college, I became depressed and really anxious. Like panic attacks 
didn't start with panic attacks, but eventually grew to panic attacks. And I had OCD. I didn't have physical compulsions where I had to like turn off lights, but I did have obsessive thoughts and I would have to leave the house, um, or sorry, leave work, um, to just go and obsessively think about what I was worried about. Um, and I had a specific fixation and maybe I'll talk about that one day. I, um, it was, it was a trying five or six years, I would say from 23 until about 28. It was really, um, confusing because I didn't understand why I was depressed and why I had the level of anxiety that I did, given that I came from a fairly privileged background and I didn't come from trauma that I knew of. And so I really didn't feel like I was justified in my depression and my anxiety. I didn't feel like I should be depressed. And I was really, really, really committed to solving it. And I'm thankful for the journey because it brought me to health and to a greater level of balance and on my spiritual path. And now I have a much different perspective on the world um, than I had in my 20s and before. And the way I look at our society and the way that we interact with each other and what's important in life and all those things have changed because of what I went through and what I experienced. And I'm thankful for those experiences. Anyway, back to my 20s. So in my 20s, 23, I did see a therapist when I was 18, but I can't even count it. I mean, I do count it in the number of therapists I've seen, but I can't even count it as significant in my experience or life. I I didn't know what therapy was supposed to be. I still don't really know what therapy is supposed to be. I think there are some really great therapists out there. And I saw 10 therapists in 15 years. And I can't say that I was blown away by therapy. You know, some people really talk about therapy is amazing. Everybody should be in therapy. I I do think therapy is great. And I think it is one way that people can heal from mental illness. But I do think there are some things that are not great about mental therapy. Um, Sorry, uh, about therapy, especially Western clinical psychology. I I think there is a lot left to be desired. And I'm going to get into that in a whole different episode, and I'll rant. But I'll, I'll also share what I think is beneficial. And of course, these are just my opinions. I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. I did not go to school for, uh, I studied communication, human communication in school. So I, I can't and will never tell somebody not to go to therapy Uh, I just think there's so many other opportunities for healing that are not just in a traditional therapeutic setting. And I'll describe some of those um, too here and in another episode. Anyway, uh, please don't stop going to therapy. (laughs) And and this is my biggest preface for everything I will say. So I'm sorry, I'm going to digress for a minute. Here's my big preface. Something that I've learned in my spiritual journey is that we are really in charge of our lives. So if there's ever something um, 
that does not ring true, that I say that rings true for me, but it doesn't ring true for you, I want you to abandon it. And you don't need to be mad at me because we have a difference in opinions. You can be. Whatever you feel is fine. You don't have to express that anger unless you feel so called. But I want you to feel confident in trusting what feels right for you and what doesn't. Um, It's also good to look at why something feels right for us. Does something feel right for us because we've been told our whole lives that it's right and we've never questioned whether or not we truly believe it's right? You know, it's fine to question our beliefs. It's wonderful to question our beliefs. I do it every day. I think it's imperative that we question our beliefs. But I am not an authority on your life. You're the authority on your life. And I never want anything I say to have any sort of negative consequence on anybody's life. So you really need to look within yourself. If I say something that does not ring true for you, um, to abandon my beliefs, do not absorb them into your vibration. Just put it to the side and say, that's great for her, not great for me. And we'll move on. Anyway, back to my story. So 10 therapists in 15 years, I received moderate benefit. I think the things that I benefited most from therapy was uh, the resources that the therapists directed me toward. Books. I've read so many books about mental health and overcoming mental health. And now I read mostly spiritual books, if anything. And now I'm really into astrology, so I'm educating myself on that. But I, it wasn't necessarily the in-session talking it out that I really benefited from. Sometimes their challenging my beliefs was really helpful um, and seeing it from a different perspective. But it took me a while to get to a place where I found benefit from, from therapy. I did go on medicine in the real height of my crisis. And so it was like probably 24, 25, I went on anti-anxiety medicine. Then I moved to Colorado, and I was in and out of therapists. I was living in California. I was living in Los Angeles prior to moving um, to Colorado. And I live in Colorado now. I'm not sure if I said that. So anyway, I moved to Colorado, and I finally, so that was, I had already been struggling with mental illness and the anxiety depression for two and a half years by the time I got to Colorado. And then I saw a psychiatrist, an MD, and he diagnosed me with OCD in 30 minutes, maybe less. And that cured 50% of it right there. Just the diagnosis. And I'm so thankful to him because once I realized that what I was obsessing about was not a real, a reality, it was an irrational worry. Um, it took the power away from the fear. It's not the thing that I was scared of happening that was going to happen. I, I was just dealing with massive anxiety. And I can't believe nobody diagnosed this or told me of the diagnosis prior to two and a half years into therapy. Anyway, so I got diagnosed then, and I think I continued with the anti-anxiety meds for a little bit. And they didn't, they didn't really help. They were kind of helpful. I still had panic attacks. And so then I would take a lorazepam, And that kind of helped, 
but I didn't want to live like that. And it is totally cool for people to be on medicine. I'm not on medicine anymore. And that was really important to me to be able to live off of meds. That's not going to be important for everybody. Sometimes it's important for people to be on their meds for the rest of their lives. And that is totally okay. I have no judgment or any prescription for anyone about their own mental health. I'll just explain what was right for me. So I wanted to get off the meds. I did eventually go on to antidepressants, and actually that gave me a lot more uh, relief from the anxiety too. Um, so I preferred the anti-anxiety, uh, sorry, no, I preferred the antidepressants. But again, I didn't want to be on them forever. I wanted, I just truly believed that there was something at the root of my pain uh, and my worry that I needed to address. It can't just be symptoms. Like there's a reason why all of a sudden I became depressed um, and I lost all my self-confidence and I hated myself and I didn't believe in myself anymore. And I was such a contrast to who I was when I was a young girl and I kept wanting to get back to that young girl. And eventually I realized I was never going to get back to that young girl and, and I was becoming an adult version of, of myself and that was actually better and preferred because that young girl was immature um, and operating out of a lot of misunderstandings, even though she was quite confident, maybe too confident <laughs> anyway. So in the search for the root cause or the greater meaning to the depression and the anxiety, I embarked on a spiritual journey. I don't even know if it was intentional. It just, I started following the breadcrumbs uh, toward healing. And when I got a book from a therapist, I devoured it. And I never, I mean, I never liked fiction novels. I only wanted to read about psychology and then eventually spirituality. And it finally occurred to me at some point that Oh, okay, that's what lights me up. That is my interest and that's what I care about. And I don't need to read fiction, even though my friends like fiction. I don't like it and that's totally cool. So I just kept going down the road and the path that I was on. And um, I was working in corporate business and pretty unhappy with that. So there are a few uh, turning points in my life where I could have chosen a different path and I thought about becoming a therapist and then for some reason it never clicked like I would start looking into it and I would consider it and then intuitively something in my gut was just like no that's not right and I, I think I have an idea about it now but it was very confusing for a while because it seemed like the natural place to go I was really into psychology and understanding trauma um, but it wasn't I never I never pursued it as a profession, even though I was deeply unhappy in business and I uh, hope to never go back into business again. So after, I don't know, let's say five years of intense mental illness, uh, I leave a relationship that I think was direct, directly related to a lot of my challenges and, and that is not to blame the person I was with. He's lovely. But it was the situation and who I was plus who he was that was just incompatible and causing a lot of stress. And I put a lot of priority and emphasis on my relationships. So 
Anyway, I left that relationship and I started pursuing some more alternative therapies and I took ayahuasca uh, for the first time and it was life-changing. I also experimented with psilocybin, with mushrooms, and that was also beneficial, not to the degree of ayahuasca. And I went to an energy healer and I saw a psychic and I was doing a lot of self-study and and practicing with tarot and reading a ton of spiritual uh, work. Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, why don't I know how to pronounce his name? That's embarrassing. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about, the power of now and a new earth, like really, really uh, life-changing perspectives that I was getting. I was doing meditation and going to meditation workshops. I was doing yoga. And some of this overlapped with some of my earlier years in my 20s. But anyway, it really continued um, after I was even off the medicine and I continued to do shadow work. I really do shadow work as a hobby. And I always hear like my guides or my higher self encouraging me to let it go, to stop doing the shadow work, to at some point just enjoy life. And so that's what I'm working on now. But um, about two and a half years ago, after my second child, second and last child was born, I had what I would call a spiritual awakening. And I kind of dislike that term because I don't think anybody really knows what that means. And whatever it was that I experienced, how could I ever say for sure if it's the same thing that somebody else experiences? It sounds similar to what people have described as a spiritual awakening. But I, I so I assume that's what it was. But anyway, what I will say about it is that it was a um, significant paradigm shift. And all of a sudden, I was seeing the world in a completely new way. And it was like there was a part of me that split. And then there was the person who had to live in the regular world and raise my children and be married. And I wasn't working in a traditional job at that point. I quit to be a mom and but if I was working that would have had to have been working which seems impossible after this experience at least in the capacity that I was working before and then there was the other side of me who had this uh, much larger perspective oh I will add that the other one of me that was working as a mom and doing the mundane day-to-day things was also the one experiencing Um, emotional triggers and then there's the other one of me who wasn't able to be triggered and the intense shift um, it took about I think two okay there were two really intense periods and I will do an episode on this because I don't want to get into the I'm just trying to do an overview right now but uh, there were two intense periods there was a January and a February and then later that summer in a June, July time period, there was another like bump. And then I'd have little mini bumps. Um, and when I say a bump, I mean like an expansion of consciousness, like a, a new understanding, a new epiphany. And it was accompanied with, um, it felt like I had so much energy in my body. So there were like real 
literal physical symptoms. I had, I was getting skin infections. I had never had a skin infection before. I had, um, anyway, I was getting infections. I just felt like it was negative energy trying to escape my body. Okay, we're getting too granular here. I'm going to get back to the timeline. But anyway, I had what I would call a spiritual awakening. And all of a sudden I was seeing the world in a completely new way. And I still could see the old way and I could dip into that way of being. But then I also could pull out and then see the truth, which is a bad way to say it because the other version is also a truth. I just saw that there's more than one truth. Anyway, I'll get into this in another um, episode, but it was a it was a big deal. And then I spent two years integrating integrating the lessons. And then last year for COVID twenty twenty, I really wanted to share what I felt like I had discovered and the way I was seeing things because it made it so much easier. It made life so much easier to have this broader perspective, to all of a sudden be able to see COVID without all the fear of COVID. And I feel somewhat guilty and I feel like there's an expectation that I should have been fearful. Um, And there was plenty to be scared of. So anybody who was fearful, like that is totally valid. There's total validity in having fear around the times of COVID. And I am vaccinated. I'm not anti-vax. And I'm, I don't want to even get political. I, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am not registered as, any, in, as part of any particular party. I'm not an independent. I am non-affiliated. And I've always been that way. Um, I want to vote based on what I see as the best option and not according to a party. So I, I'm free in that sense, in that regard. And so I know there's a lot of politics wrapped up in COVID and I could even do an episode on COVID. I don't know if I will. I think people are pretty done talking about COVID, but anyway, so now I'm, I'm here and I sent my kid off to daycare this morning and it's the first time in two and a half, almost three years that I've been away from him for more than a few hours. And I am finally free to come to the table and share what I think I've learned and how my life has improved through spirituality and the transformations I've gone through. And will continue to go through. I am certainly not a perfect person. I still dip into that version of me that is worried, that feels like I don't belong, that wants acceptance. And then I can come out of it and see the other side of it. And and some days are really hard. I get really trapped in the mire and the slog that is the human existence and the human condition. And then there are other days when I'm really far out of it and I feel great and I can just have love for everyone and every situation in the world. And it's awesome. And so I'm not going to pretend that I have it all figured out 
and that if you just do these five things, you're going to be happy. I don't believe in that. I believe in following your heart and that there is an aspect of you that has the roadmap to your happiness and that it's not going to look like anybody else's happiness. And I think you don't have to listen to me for answers. You have to listen to yourself and to your heart. And when, if you just follow the breadcrumbs that are being laid before you, you will find the happiness. But it is within you. And I know that's kind of annoying to hear sometimes because we're always looking to something outside of us that's going to fulfill us. I still do it. But if you can come back to that place that is more centered in that higher perspective more frequently, I think it makes for a happier life. And you end up exploring the things that bring you joy, like astrology. I never took astrology seriously in my life. I, I certainly like read my horoscope and was interested in astrology just kind of as a game. Like I didn't realize how academic it is. And if you don't know very much about astrology and you're interested in astrology, I highly recommend like studying more deeply and learning more about it because it's really, really steeped in ancient traditions and academia. It's very interesting. Anyway, so I guess that brings us to now, to present day, and I'm doing this podcast, and I'm excited about it. I really hope that it can be the missing piece for me, um, the missing place where I can talk freely about the things I'm interested in, primarily spirituality and transformation, and love, leading a life that is based on the intention of unconditional love. And if that sounds interesting to you and you like tarot cards and energy healing and muscle testing and working with a pendulum and exploring the depths of your emotional life and new ways, possibly new ways, perspectives on everyday challenges, a spiritual perspective, on um, new ways to think about the same old stuff, um, primarily related to relationships and emotions, parenting. I'm a parent and I'm married, so I probably will throw in those sorts of topics from time to time. Um, Yeah, if you're interested in those things, I would love for you to listen and to join me. Uh, I don't have any social media sites set up. Probably two people are going to listen to this. Maybe my mom. My husband's not even going to listen. I hope he doesn't listen. It's embarrassing. But um, if anybody listens and you're interested in connecting with me, I would love to connect with you back. Um, I have a website. It is chrysalis, with a K, podcast, chrysalispodcast.com. So you can check it out. You can leave comments on any of the episodes. And yeah, that's about it. I'm going to come back with a new episode in a few weeks. I don't know what my schedule will be just yet. I am still figuring out what my life looks like now that I have two days a week that I have to myself. It's still not a ton of time. So I'm hoping to get out two episodes 
a month, but we'll really just have to wait and see what life provides. Okay, well, thank you for joining me, and I will talk to you next time. All right, love you so much. Bye-bye.